everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of Trapped in My Mind. I'm your host, Seth, and today with me, I have my good friend, Kevin. Hey, Seth. How you doing? I'm doing good, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you're here. Did I, uh, Go ahead. I must say, I'm really impressed by the intro music. Is that... Uh... That's Freed. Oh, it's... Okay. Gotcha. I, I don't know. I think... Oh, yeah. You met Freed. You played yeah, soccer of course. with him. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's actually... Uh, I don't want to get flagged for copyright, but that's actually a song that exists. He took it, chopped it, reversed it. Nice. And then, you know, made it his own. So, that was... That's a kudos to him. Yeah, I'm impressed. That's... Uh... Hey, chill beats the study too. Put it on YouTube, man. It might take off. You never know. Well, it was supposed to be like a song, like from Beyond uh, Room, but uh, I think it fit this better. This yeah. Hey, that's perfect. I like I said. I mean, the vibe. It's there. That's well, what you're looking for. I'm glad it it captured your attention. Um, did you ever realize that you have the same first name as uh Tame Impala? His like his name, Kevin Parker. Yeah, I mean, I guess I've seen it on like Wikipedia and been like, oh yeah, his name's Kevin too. Both, uh, both musicians. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> nowhere near that echelon of musician, but hey, um, if that's like one thing that we have in common, uh, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> two things. Two things. Two name. things. Yeah, I mean, well, I wouldn't even say like my level of musicianship even comes close to what he's able to do. I mean, I, you know. <laughs> just do whatever I can do and, and, you know, it comes out, let alone be able to not only write something that it's really hard to say because like, you know, I mean, I, oh man, I'm already stumbling. No, you're good. Yeah. I see. I think, I mean, for one, you're grooving on the bass, right? You, your bass is your instrument. Yeah, I would say so. I would say that's like the main, the main one. I mean, I, when I'm generally like playing around the house, I, you know, have an acoustic guitar that, um, I probably spend the most amount of time on just because it, there's like the instant gratification of being able to like pick it up, um, having it out at all times, being able to strum a chord, you know, or like there's maybe something, a part of the song, like a few chords that you put together, uh, a progression or like, or you learn something and uh, <clears throat> you can really just kind of pick up where you leave off, right? At any given time, the bass is out kind of the same thing, but without it being amplified, um, like having electric bass and playing it without, you know, being able to like have the instant gratification that you have like with an, like an acoustic instrument, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm following. Yeah. So it goes either way, but generally I would say the acoustic guitar is kind of the, if I'm sitting around the house and, you know, just have the kind of the compulsion, if you will, to pick up an instrument, cause that's really kind of what it is and just strum or um noodle a little bit that's generally like what i gravitate toward i would say and how long have you been involved in music whether it be playing that singing yeah it's so i would probably say like i really you know kind of became enthralled with it probably when i was about like 13 or 14 um you know when i kind of ironically it was kind of like the same time as like i had some friends who you know were playing music they're playing and like you know hardcore bands and like you know like kind of the screamo thing it was right when like the um that scene was kind like of all happening. american rejects no, i would say more like i would say more like um and again i wasn't it was more my friends more so myself you know and guys i'm in the band with now uh more like you think of like my chemical romance okay. like hawthorne heights um and I've rage many, against the machine no but not necessarily more unlike that like the emo spectrum if you okay. will um 
but that was like the first music and scene that you know i had any kind of exposure to where people my age were getting on stage and playing music and you know kind of um more so than the actual genre itself i mean i still like i still love my chemical romance but and just as one small um piece of that you know larger scene wherever you will but um it was more so the accessibility of it right so the fact that people that i knew um you know were very much kind of the same boat as me were getting up and doing it and playing music and you know putting stuff on myspace or whatever like that mm-hmm. uh, and yeah doing your thing right and kind of trying to play shows trying to like network with other people who want to do the same thing that you were doing and and so it, it kind of that was the beginning of it and really and you know I probably so right around that point in time while I was like say in middle school it had that thing going and that kind of was very short-lived maybe played like two or three shows and just after that point in time throughout high school I mean I always was like playing kind of more like a bedroom player so I was like playing guitar um in my bedroom basically you know maybe like once or twice with like some friends of mine yeah we were you were saying in middle school you were in a a band though yeah Oh, okay yeah you can if if you can you even like log into myspace or anything like that i don't i've never had one so yeah okay or if you i don't even know if it's possible but if you log on to myspace there was a there's a we had like a page it was like rude awakening right and we just had like these like dumbass like ridiculous names for songs like spina bifida or like okay and other things that were probably a little bit more vulgar and definitely not appropriate. I want to say here, uh, very different time. <laughs> what was socially acceptable at that point in time, and sure, especially for like thirteen-year-old dumbass kids, you know, you can put on the internet or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we recorded music, however, you know, poorly, put it out there, and you know, try to play shows. And you know, again, like there was somewhat of a scene that people were, you know, setting up. Uh, they're basically places where you could play. There were different venues who would have like nights where you can come and play 30 minutes of your stuff. And, you know, generally like we knew other people who were doing the same thing and, you know, were networking via MySpace at that point in time, um, which was actually really, it was still like social media at that point in time was a lot different. Yeah. Uh, you know, understandably it, it was, I don't know. It's hard to really describe, you know, things that like it was very, it, it, it had much more of like a grassroots feel to it, if you will. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we did that for a while, you know, played a few shows. I personally was absolutely terrible. And I, a lot of the time I was playing bass at that point in time too, but you know, would turn like way down because our band sucks so bad, but it was funny. We were getting up and we were doing it and you know, it was an experience. Right. And, but you know, since, and after that, you know, throughout like high school, I would say, um, was again, just playing guitar in my room, you know, spending however many hours doing that. Uh, you know, even in my first few years of college, it was still very much a bedroom player. And then, um, kind of the same group of friends. Um, you know, I think it was, I think it might've been like seven years ago now, uh, put together a band and they're like, Oh yeah. And like, Hey, like you should come and play bass for us. And, you know, and, uh, some, and I've been with those same group of guys since that point in time. Um, you know, wrote, wrote, recorded some music, played some shows, but mostly just doing covers now and just having fun playing music, you know, and, um have had a blast doing it since that point in time as well like i mean just playing dumbass rock and roll with my friends you know which is like you know it's been such a big priority in my life and it seems so like trivial but just that one thing in your life that you have and then it's a constant 
it's been just like nothing but a, like a sense of joy for me and that's really what music has become you know like we're at a point now like where we don't necessarily give a shit about trying to record our own music or you know when we still write songs here and there and we'll probably release more music but it's really just the idea of like even if you have to play covers to do it to play shows have people show up you know enjoy what you're playing you know that energy exchange so like you're up on stage and people you can tell people are enjoying it even if there's like 50 people you know that's huge. That's all I've ever wanted and I really care about, you know? Yeah. So. I think that's cool. I always enjoy your guys' uh, BC Boy cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, the fun. band, like the Crampton Brothers, it, you know, you can look on Spotify and Check Apple it out. Music and everywhere else and uh, Facebook and whatnot. Moose for, Lounge. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. <laughs> Moose Lounge. Classic. <laughs> yeah. So, Shout out Token Lounge, Livonia, Michigan. <laughs> Moose Lounge, Garden City, Michigan. Yeah, well. They play all over. All over. All over, Michigan. yeah. Um, so, so, if I'm understanding correctly, you got started basically because you had friends that were doing music and it's kind of a way to hang out and create. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd always, like, really been, like, really into music, you know, I mean, it was, like, I, I mean, I, anybody, and I think that's something that we have in common and always connected over is I know that you've had a really strong emotional connection to music and, and response to it, and I'm sure you've had that from, like, a, you know, a young age, right? And so yeah. I just was, the people I generally gravitated toward in throughout my you know school and especially as I kind of came in my adolescence were generally people who you know if not had the same like same taste as me or like didn't like the same bands but also just had like that really strong emotional connection response to music right and that was something that you know they cared about and it was something that informed their social life and like the people they hung out with the same as me and it, I guess it really just kind of comes goes from there you know yeah I, I think that's interesting too because uh from what I know you also are very much moved by like uh english and just and words and yeah, writing yeah, for Cause, sure because wasn't that a, a pretty good passion of yours or interest in yours yeah, was writing in the english language or 100%. just communication yeah yeah well, you know i have a degree in english literature you know so i mean it's like it's something that which is like you know all but useless i work in advertising now so i mean i guess it i'm you know at a point to where i'm now finally using my degree but um yeah for sure like language and language in general and and a lot of my you know earliest in like uh I would say the, some of the artists that I responded to the most strongly as a young person generally was like through like lyricism. Yeah. You know, so like storytelling in a songwriting form. Uh, excuse me. I guess you can edit that out, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't edit. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can, but yeah. Um, yeah. So like, you know, I mean, just like, it's so like cliche to say, but like Bob Dylan, you know what I mean? Or something, somebody along those lines or, you know, like, um, a big thread was like a big one for me was always like classic country music and like country, um, you know, going back to like, you know, artists like Willie Nelson, um, Merle Haggard, uh, Waylon Jennings, um, and then, you know, becoming aware of like, you know, like general people songwriters like, you know, Towns Van Sant, even like Shel Silverstein, you know, um, and then it kind of just goes from there, right? And, um, you know, singer-songwriter music, um, you know, being having a real interest in that from, like, a young age and the way... And thinking of, like, words and music and craft. And obviously, and then as I kind of got older, I like kind of went through, like, a big phase of, like, really being into, like, you know, Jimi Hendrix and, like, blues guitar um, and, like, kind of went down a rabbit hole like that and, like, kind of, like... Um, 
which also opened up like a really big door for me and something that still informs the way I listen to music and consume it now is like if you have an artist that you like and you kind of like just like devour like you know their like discography <laughs> one of the first things that I do and was kind of informed by like being like really into like okay so you're really into Jimi Hendrix so one of the first things that you you know you come to realize uh, like being in a Jimi Hendrix is like the extent to which like his guitar playing is informed by like other players like so then you you know go down the rabbit hole and like you you know become aware of like Buddy Guy, Muddy Waters, like you know uh, Delta Blues players, um, R&B guitar players like Marcel Dupree and like Bobby Womack so I mean it's like it's turtles and turtles on turtles and turtles all the way down right yeah. and so in any genre of music you know, one of the things, my biggest takeaway once allowed me to like really try to expand my horizons as much as possible is like as soon as you like an artist and you like listen to a good portion of their discography or whatever, first thing I do is try to find out who they're influenced by or like what they're taking from. And then I listen to those artists and a lot of the time you'll find like common threads, you'll find something new and it's a way that you can continuously be discovering new things, you know, by oftentimes looking backward, like which is like one of the biggest, I guess like in kind of a modern and like a digital age and, and to admit in like, and one of the coolest things about hip hop, but one of the things that's also like, I think maybe I wouldn't say necessarily detrimental, but something that I think a lot of people, the way that they look at it or like modern pop music is like, there's an obsession with like, what's new, like what's like, okay, this is like, this is fresh. This is relevant to our lives in the moment. Mm -hmm. and that's fine. But I do think that a lot of people, and like specifically like a lot of like younger people, like they get so consumed by like something that is relevant in the present, which is like, especially now with like you have like digital platforms, like you have like the entire history of like recorded music in the palm of your hand, right? Mm -hmm. right. You know, and so like one of the biggest things for me and what's that allowed me to do is just to have like, you have like an unlimited catalog to like go and like, you know what I mean? Look back in like this like vast, you know, library of like recorded music and sound in like every possible genre, you know, every possible, even like, you know, something that transcends culture, or, language, and it's genre. Easy, yeah. You know? And it's easy to find out who the influence, who influenced the artists that you're interested in because of 100%. all the resources out there. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you, it's, it's literally as simple as looking at like a Wikipedia page and then like you have like, okay, I like so-and-so they're influenced by these five artists and so like you just have you know five new people that you can listen to when you're like just like staring at your search bar <laughs> i mean you know, uh, i fucking relate dude i yeah. went down that same rabbit hole with kid cuddy figured out yeah. you know one major influence was kurt Cobain, and then i did yeah. research on him and looked yeah. up his lyricism and and just all that different shit so it, it's mm -hmm. interesting that you kind of said that you go down different rabbit holes for, for sure your favorite artists because i yeah. find myself doing the same thing yeah it's it's huge and it's like it's it's kind of inevitability with like the fact that everything is so digitized and that you like I said kind of to go back to this vast library of like literally like Apple Music and Spotify anything that you can possibly think of like with very few exceptions is available at your fingertips at like a moment like like that right mm -hmm. you know there's a downside to that too because of the fact that you have like <laughs> so you have so many choices that it almost like it's so like you're looking at like for, for example, like if you can't, if you, I'm sure you've been in the situation where you've been in the car and be like, oh, I like, I want to, you're thinking of maybe an artist, a song, a sound, a vibe that you want to capture. And then you just you're like, oh man, like you just look at 
your search bar on Spotify and be like, oh man, like I, nothing's coming to me right now, like in that specific mood. I don't know if you've experienced There's that. There's been like a whole year, there's been about a year that Matt Fried and I yeah. heard this song at like a, at like a restaurant we were at and both loved the song but couldn't think of what it was called and like we only know like two lyrics and we've tried looking it up. It's like, fuck, I want to listen to that song but I yeah. can't figure it, it out. happens to me all the time. And to the point to like where now, like what I'll try to do is like in oftentimes failing is like i'll try to hum it like into like a shazam shazam, yeah. shazam or like you know snapchat even but it doesn't work off <laughs> it very seldom works but there was one that was like one that comes to mind um there's a song from the last dance okay there it's the it's, documentary yes okay the michael jordan documentary yeah, I've seen the end. so yeah there's a there's an acoustic song and it's like it's done like on like a spanish spanish guitar it's called Teardrop, right? And um, I would not gonna sing it for you, but <laughs> oh, damn it! And there's just something about it, like the whole like the vibe, and like it kind of has like a drone feel to it, and it just like I heard it immediately, and I was like, "What is that song? Like, I need to know it." Right? Literally took me probably six months to figure it out, right? And like this is like I remember like maybe two or three lyrics in my head, and, like I was just obsessed with it, and and I had an idea who the artist was. And I was trying to figure it out. Well, I actually found out that it was a cover of like a Massive Attack song. I was like, I was already aware of, and I didn't even know that it was the same song because mm-hmm. it was so unrecognizable. And just had like this really weird like aha moment. And I initially thought that there was, I, I, I knew that there was some sort of connection to like the two songs, but I thought like one was a cover of the other, but it turned out to be the like opposite way. And it was just like, I don't know. But it literally took me six months to figure out that song and that artist from that one documentary. And I could have literally just probably like went to the credits on the like Netflix and figured it out in like 30 seconds. And Is I, that what's listed in the credits? See, I never read There has to be, yeah. What's in there. Yeah, you have to, you know, credit the artist and like the recording and stuff like that. But like it literally like after I listened to it for a few times and like got it, it's Teardrop by uh, Jose Gonzalez for anybody who's curious. That was uh, a real good radio voice right there. Yeah, I'm gonna try to do that for the rest of the podcast, like that. Smooth talk yeah. with Kevin and Seth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you have like those instances all the time, right? Where you hear something and it's like, oh my god, and, like that earworm, and it's like in your head, and you're like, oh yeah, you have that obsessive, like you know, kind of compulsion to figure out what that is, and so you can listen to it, you can know it, you can like, you know, when you have something stuck in your head, I mean, the only thing that does, like, the only thing that really like. You know, it's the itch you can't scratch until you can actually figure out what that song is, right? You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, it just... And it's bothersome. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, if uh, if Freed's listening, we still... Uh, I'll fucking... Maybe I'll hum it for you. And this might, I might have to edit <laughs> out. But it's like, I feel like... Do you know the band Yellow Days? Yeah. So I don't think it's them. Because <laughs> I looked up their whole discography and saw my song and it's not... But it's like a artist like them or a band like them. Yeah, we saw my Mopop, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And they're yeah. great. But mm-hmm. so the song we were literally like getting a drink at this this restaurant in Clarkston and like it came on and I probably won't do a very good job of it. Yeah. But it's like I'm not gonna do it. Fuck it, <laughs> I'm not doing it. But it's uh, your show, man. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, but I don't feel like editing it out later. I'm lazy. <laughs> but either way, yeah. it's a real pain in the ass because I fucking know the song and the thing is I feel like it's in like a NHL or like FIFA or something because I, I know the song yeah. well but not well enough to know the name or the artist or even more than like one line to look up the lyrics but regardless you said something previously um about like creating music now it's more so just to enjoy the experience of you know playing the music and and that experience that interchange with or the exchange with yourself and whoever's listening Mm -hmm. 
or the people creating it together with you. Yeah. And that's something like, uh, I appreciate because, uh, I mean, you, your band's much more of a band than, you know, yeah, yeah. my band, if you want to <laughs> call it that. It's because, you know, when we first started doing that, at least for me, I was yeah, like, are oh, you guys still it. making music? We haven't. We haven't. We, I'd love to. I just, I don't know. Regardless, though, like in my mind, is like, oh, we got to put shit out. Right. I know Jake wanted to put shit out. Freed's like, no, we just got to create. And Freed's like the art, like the, the more, like he's more of an artist than the other two yeah. of us. Um, and he's like, we just got to create. We can scrap it, blah, blah, blah. And I was, yeah. thought it was crazy. I'm like, dude, you created a song like 80% of the way. It's finished. He's like, I don't like it anymore. Yeah, but like, it's it hard. was fun playing that. Right. But then it becomes like a burden if you can't finish it. So I like that you're just kind of creating. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I mean, it's that's like kind of a really difficult thing. And like you have to like there's I don't know, it's kind of like a turn of phrase and um, that you, you know, people who like write or create anything. It's like you have to kill your darlings. Right. So like, you know, what I mean, like if you. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you, you, you make something and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you have to especially if you, you know, especially now, like, you know, which is like, <laughs> I feel like making music and trying to like put yourself out there and like to really hustle and do it. It's kind of like a, like a young person's kind of game. Right. And uh, yeah, in a lot of ways. Right. So, I mean, like, so I guess my point is like, you have to like, not only like, and especially like in a, a digital, you know, space in which you're putting music out there and people are going to be listening to it and that's it i mean first and first and foremost i mean you have to be like find a really fine balance of like first and foremost like staying relevant putting your stuff out there and like having like constantly like new stuff for people to like have access to and uh, you know and to engage with and that is like in some way they can tie to like the present moment yeah you know and like you want it to... Yeah, it, it, it's relevancy, and, and for lack of a better term, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, somebody who can, you know, articulate that better, but there is something that has to be said for, like, capturing, like, the zeitgeist, having it for, like, whatever period of time, and regardless of which genre of music you're in, you know, especially you see it a lot in, like, like hip-hop, and, like, hip-hop that, you know, I guess, like, just, like, kids with a laptop, you know what I mean, like, who are, like, oh, making... SoundCloud rap type shit? Yeah. But... Regardless, where we were going and what I was pulling from that is it is fucking hard. To, you said uh, you had to kill your darlings. Right. And I would agree with that. Uh, and I think it was very difficult for me because because uh, I know when we were making it, like it wasn't so much I wanted to, it was a hustle and we needed to get noticed or whatever. Yeah. When, I, when we were writing, when we were making music, it was easy for free to scrap it because he's creative and he can create like, more stuff. Yeah. I was writing a lot of the songs and it was coming from a very emotional spot. <laughs> so like that's another thing too is he'd be yeah. like, all right, let's scrap it. I'm like, I just fucking spilled my guts into this lyrics. And he's like, yeah, yeah it's personal. Right. It's not going to resonate with that many people. It's not, I mean, s separate your emotion and your attachment to this part and we'll create something better because you got yeah. out what you needed to say and I think it's good for you then, but now let's create something better. And that's a great approach to it is like, if you have the mentality of, okay, like, all right, I'm happy with this while simultaneously not being satisfied and using that to really push yourself forward and to, you know, cr create something that you think is better or like, you know, to learn a little bit more about like the craft, if you will, right? Like just like songs, song structure, you know, maybe that's like something with like a lyric um, or you are more confident you know, in that aspect of it, you know, that's, 
I think that's a, a really a healthy way of approaching it, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. And I think, honestly, a lot of that uh, begs itself to being a creative person. I think, like, you know, in, in our experience, that's what I can talk to. Freed is more creative than I am. He's okay yeah. with creating something and not, it doesn't have to see it all the way through and dropping yeah. it and then or, going on to the or next would, thing. Or would you think, or would you say that maybe he just, like, has a little bit more, like, musicality and maybe the craft is well he definitely does yeah but like i know for like it but not just music for me it's do you like, separate i'm asking do you separate like because for me and again like from what what you're thinking of because i mean obviously you were like obviously a big part of the creative process and you're talking specifically about how you were the extent to which you're putting yourself into it so i mean to me that's something that like this seems like I would separate the creativity from the craft almost. You know what I mean? They're they're one and the same in some aspects, but also just what you can do, like, you know, once you have a grasp of the craft, then you can then work within the confines and the rules per se, and you have the puzzle pieces in front of you, and you can, can put them together as you, you'd like, right? Yeah. So I think, and I can only, and I'm only saying this and interjecting because I feel like I was in maybe a similar spot to you at one point in time, you know, to where when you put so much effort into something and it take it is such a like a herculean effort to get to a certain point and then for whatever reason and not to work you know it can be a very um daunting idea like okay this then has like we can't use this right what i think is a point you have to get to and really in any creative discipline is to the point to where you have enough craft to fall back on to where you the starting point so you're in your efficiency so for example, let me backtrack here and I digress, but it's like your, um, your facility to create something and your starting point, you're maybe a little bit further ahead and you have an idea and you can better articulate things and put them mm-hmm. together and have an idea of the way things work generally, like within like music and songwriting, for example. So you can fall back on that and learn from your mistakes and then be constantly building as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I the reason I said creativity and I hear what you're saying. I agree. But the reason I said creativity is because like for me, I was kind of like, so not only was I mostly invested into what we were creating because it was very personal to me, Mm -hmm. but I also was kind of afraid that I wasn't creative enough to make something else. That's where I think he was like, dude, we got, we got beats on beats on beats. Let's keep going. And I'm just like, I don't have anything else. Yeah. So maybe it's craft, but again, maybe it's for me, a little bit of it was, I think he's just more creative. He can just, you know, off the cuff produce yeah. other shit. And not to say, yeah, and I, I, I guess, like, they're not mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of, I just think they, I think they feed off things. And I, I really, and, like, and somebody, and, oh, man, I'm stumbling all over the place here. But um, I think that there is an element of, like, the creative process that is, like, it's a process, right? Fuck it, it is, dude. You know what I mean? And yeah, so it's like, and when in doubt, you fall back on the process, you know, and the more times that you go through the process, mm-hmm. you know, the better you get at, you know, generating something that you're happy with at the end of it. Right. You yeah. know, and that's like a big thing and something that I've, you know, I mean, I, I really don't do, I mean, I, I'm also kind of coming out of a job where I was working like 80, 85 hours a week. So I haven't had a lot of time in the last year or so to like really focus on any of the things. But what you find in my experience is the more you do it and also you team up with people for, and so for me, it's like, you know, I've always had the luxury really of having people who are better than me that I've played with mm-hmm. that, 
not only have I been able to learn from, but also like just to have to try to keep up in those settings, right? Whether that's like writing, whether that's playing, jamming. And it just makes you better, keeps you on your toes and, oh, you know, yeah. and, and, and gives you the impetus and kind of a roadmap and an understanding of like how you get better. It know? also, at least for me, gave me an appreciation of how much fucking talent and mm-hmm. work goes into being good at something like that. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, yeah, man, it, it's, it's wild. And it's like, but you think of like something like music, right? And like, I mean, like even like you can go so deep into... You know, I mean, like the twelve tone equal temperament scale, and like understanding the way that like you know different notes are like put together, and like in in scales and in chord progressions, and like when you start understanding that, and then how that translates to individual instruments, for example, like you know like a guitar or bass versus like the piano, uh, and layout and understanding that, and then you know, just like it truly is infinite the level the extent and how far you can go with it right and like the, your level of understanding there is always something more to learn right mm-hmm. so somebody who can be like an absolute master you know there are ways in which like they can always be progressing and always be learning more about yeah. that and like in and, 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 and anything and any and anything but like to me and you know music is there something that's like it, it's simultaneously like it's ma- to to the if you don't understand like first so for example like you could play you know you can listen to somebody like a beautiful harmony right and pretty much any person off the street that'll make the hairs on the next stand up yeah. stand up but yeah. like the and it's kind of like a magical spiritual experience but yet that is like deeply rooted in like physics and the way that certain wavelengths you know, coincide with one oh, another yeah. and like understand the way that they correspond like on a, on a scale, right? You know, so it's like, it's this crazy dichotomy to me always of like this, something that's ephemeral, it's spiritual, um, almost magic per se, you know, with also hat being deeply rooted in like physics you know, and science and math. Yeah, it's yeah. super, it's super fucking neat. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of uh, science behind like sound and yeah. percussion. Yeah. And like, again rhythm yeah yeah exactly Uh and so it is like a musicians get really good at targeting those things that you know evoke emotion right uh and again shame shameless plug for uh kid (laughs) cuddy i watched a video on humming because yeah he's like notorious for humming (laughs) yeah and you know the drone yeah yeah and like it can be very comforting and and uh uh, vulnerable too so people really respond to that that's why his following although it's not huge is quite cult following almost but uh I, i won't I won't force Kid Cudi on too many other people. But. Yeah, but well, even just like the humming thing, you know, I mean, and to bring it back to like the understanding of like the way, um, like the physics and the sonics of like what music are rooted in, right? So we have like the 12 tone equal temperament scale. So you can have um, what's called modulation. So the ability to like change different keys, right? But technically you can be in one key center and there are more notes in the scale technically that you can draw upon that are still like harmonic with mm-hmm. your with your key center right as opposed to like you know your one two three four five six seven in that key it's, so is that like do re mi fa sol la ti do exactly okay yeah that's the major scale yeah gotcha. you know so i know a little bit sound of music yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> classic julie andrews classic movie um yeah well yeah and uh, but that's a great reference point but you know for for say 
you know, especially with the human voice and me and a good friend of mine, uh, you know, always have this debate of like, you know, like I, my personal opinion is like, like a great singer, you know, is like, there is no greater like instrument than the human voice. And okay. my reasoning for that is because you have the ability with the voice. There are so many microtones, um, you know, so like the notes in between notes that are still harmonic and still, you know, add to the harmonic richness of like I say, for example, if you're sending a pentatonic riff and you are like accenting it with different microtones, right? You, the only really way to do that is with a voice. You can do it a little bit on a guitar, like in terms of like little doing like little like bending notes and different strings like that. Um, and even like the ability like on like, you know, changing like slightly changing pitch or whatever on like a, a keyboard. Um, but you know, and just like for example, right? So the like the scales, right? And like you know, starting with like the like the most rudimentary like a pentatonic scale that is based on the harmonic series, right? So if you think of something pentatonic, the five notes, right? Or like you know the like whatever. If you think of like eight notes on like the um, the major scale, I think there's something. Um, 73 tones on the harmonic series which is like which is what all scales are based off of right okay so the actual natural occurring tones that are harmonic to each other does that make sense you go you follow I'm a little it's, bit get, lost. it's getting a little bit you get a little <laughs> lost in the sauce here i'm sorry about that but it's like it just gives you the idea the scope and the depth in which you can study music on like looking at it from multiple angles and like how deep it really goes and like the understanding yeah. of it you know based in physics um, you know, the application and the way that like people have molded or not molded, uh, but, you know, applied, yeah. you know, the 12 tone scale, the way that like different cultures, you know, the way that their scale is, or, you know, the way they, the way that they've organized like pentatonic and the, the, the pentatonic note, like notes that are pentatonic, I should say, and the harmonic series. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 truly infinite, and that's just the way that it's just kind of a, a very brief example of that, right? So, yeah, I think the the science that goes into music, whether it be vocal, percussion, the different chords, which I cannot I cannot relay back to you, but <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it is truly uh, incredible. So if you ever want to study that, I recommend it. But uh, question for you, before you maybe pivot to a different topic, uh, if you could. Um, if you could decide, like if you had to pick one, do you get more joy um, from listening to other people's music, professional or not, or from creating your own and playing music? And why? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, it, and it just kind of like it. I would probably I would say that like um, <laughs> at this juncture in time, uh, I would say playing with like my friends right and whether that's playing like you know maybe it's like we're doing a cover song we're like doing a jam you know we're improvising we're you know playing an original song and you know you have moments where like you have like i experience and i think that generally i have an idea of like when other people in the band um are experiencing something similar of like what like you might refer to as like uh, acostasis right or like i'm not even pronouncing it's not right but like uh, an ecstatic experience right to where you feel like that it's something that feels transcendent mm -hmm. you know it's 
it's something that's really hard to define. It's really hard to articulate in like language. It's more, it's an emotional thing. It's maybe a spiritual thing. Okay. Uh, but when it's like, it's really good. Everybody's playing really well. Every person knows they're playing well and know everybody else is playing well and very aware and present in that like moment, however fleeting it may be. That's like kind of like the drug at this point. And that's really like what personally I'm after. Okay. It's like, it's, the transcendent and you can ex- i have experienced that um listening to other people's music especially in live settings yeah that's i think the draw of live music is to i would agree have that experience you know and i mean and i think that my mind goes immediately to that place is because like i probably haven't been to a show in a year and a half you know what i mean like where normally that is something that is like a, a constant in my life and yours as well yeah, right don't fucking remind so me. yeah and so now you know in in the covid world when i have a chance to be like together and with my friends and playing music and you know you know maybe that that one moment of transcendence happens you know for 5 minutes for a certain song or maybe even less than that you know what I mean? Like that, when I look back on, maybe I'm driving home from this, the session we just had, like my mind will immediately go to that and it will something that I'll replay in my mind over and over again for however long, maybe until we do it like again, you know? So that is like, it, that's the addiction. That's really like something that's really what you're chasing, right? Okay. Yeah. It's, I think it's, that's it, it's a high, you know, it really is like it's, and, and, and then to, do that like and then eventually when you can do that in front of a live audience right you know what i mean regardless if there's 15 people there if you get to that point they feel it relate it like you know that energy back to you like you know that's that's everything yeah i fucking idolize that you did that because i always said we gotta do fucking one show and we never even did it you still can man like people would would, you know show up right (laughs) i mean yeah maybe but uh, yeah, that's cool, and I think that's fair because uh, I know the few times we've had a good jam se- jam sh- sesh. Yeah, it is like fuck. It hits different. It it does. It really does, man. But especially because like you guys are all music lovers, and like you like you like live music. You know, it's like when you can do it yourself to you know in just like it's it's thrilling. Like, yeah, there's no, no doubt how, about that. No matter how elementary it sounds, you're still just like. Fuck yeah, it. But that's the thing too, man. Like. And that's like the the cool thing about it is like if it's it doesn't matter like you know what I mean if it's like it can be you know three chords right it you know a guitar a bass and a drum kit and you can be throwing like three notes right but if it's like you're together you're doing it and it's mm. loud you know what I mean like it you you feel it you yeah know? It, you, it, you need you it, need to your core oh fucking I know you need to hang out with Freed because. I, I mean that's exactly what he says when me jake and freed hang out we're like all right me and jake are like all right we're gonna get a song recorded Freed's yeah. like we're just gonna fucking play music yeah and then we'll leave and we'll have a good time but we'll be have nothing to show for it and jake and i are like fucking god damn it and Freed's like yeah i had a blast it's like <laughs> god i wish i could be as like just carefree yeah. and just in, in the moment yeah i mean it's like i mean obviously well i mean i've <laughs> i've had some arguments with people like you know what i mean over you know being in that setting and especially when you put pressure on yourself for no reason whatsoever you know what i mean yeah it's a me problem not no no but it but it also but not to say that you're wrong you know what i mean to try like especially if you go there with like an objective and you don't achieve your objective like that not there's not saying there's anything wrong with you know feeling frustration there but it is like 
you know, I don't know. Then you're going to like different group dynamics and that's also a challenge in like a band setting too, especially when you're trying to make music. So, yeah, but okay. So there's a lot of music talk. Uh, I know the main topic we had on a head on fold, which could be probably like a five hour discussion if we wanted <laughs> it to be was death. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something I've been thinking about a lot. Am I shabby? Yeah. Well, no, no, not at all. Okay. I mean, it's just, so yeah, uh, bring, so, yeah, oh, do I, bring yeah. us into that topic. So, okay. And it's, I wouldn't necessarily say death per se. I mean, I would say maybe mortality. Okay. Might be a better way to phrase that and to make a transition. You know, I mean, um, and specifically too, you know, I mean, I, um, um, you know, a elderly member of my family who I'm not particularly close with, you know, um, is, you know, essentially at the end of their life. Right. And, um, everything that kind of goes into that and seeing that person in that physical state, right. And somebody, and to go and see the physical changes in, you know, their face, facial structure, the way they move, their general countenance, you know, you're looking into somebody's eyes who's dying, you know what I mean? It's like, especially at this point in my life, uh, personally where, I mean, I guess I'm rel- I'm still young in a relative sense, but ap- approaching thirty, you know, and like who the older people in my life, you know, whether they be grandparents, who I'm, you know, I kind of recognize that I'm so lucky to have, who are, you know, in their eighties, parents who are getting older. It's like I see that, and I see them, and I see the changes in them, um, and not only physically, but also in personality general demeanor speaking patterns um and just like overall energy and i can't help but just to ponder my own mortality and the finite nature of life and i don't know necessarily if other people think that way maybe not maybe that's like kind of getting a little bit uh ahead of oneself but i don't necessarily think that's an unhealthy thing either no. Like for example, the realization that, and, and again, this is just me, like I personally think that you have one life to live, you know, um, and there's a great quote that I would reference back to saying specifically, like, you know, generally people have two lives and the second one starts when you realize that you only have one. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so maybe this is something of like a, a catharsis for myself and to, I guess, like change my general, I guess, like day-to-day approach to life, if that can be said, um, with in mind that like, hey, one day that you're going to be in that very same spot, right? And I can't imagine what's going through this, like, you know, this person's head and what they're feeling, what they're going through basically knowing and being aware and everybody else being aware around you that like you're at the very end right it's a heavy thing to talk about but it's also i think again i think it's healthy i think it's i think it's easy to get caught up in things that are maybe trivial well, i think you know, it's... not entirely relevant and you know i if you can if you have that reference point and like you know you make decisions based on like i don't know like things that are experience i dare say happiness you know i don't know i think it's a informed it's it's it can be very informative you know 
I would agree. I also think it's something that everybody can relate to because everybody dies. <laughs> yeah. But it is, I think it's also one of those topics that, uh, you know, we all know is there, but we're not going to talk about it yeah. until somebody dies. Yeah. Uh, but I know for myself, like, you know, I... I would, I would, I would imagine everybody's probably thought about like, oh, what happens when I die, or if I die, or what's that gonna look like, or when my parents die, and it's like, it is fucking really uncomfortable, at least for me. Like, it's, it's total abstraction. As a conscious being, yeah, you know what I mean. The one thing that you can't possibly imagine, uh, or have zero relation to, you know, is death. Like nobody comes, and regardless of what bullshit on youtube of people who've been who, who were dead and came back to life what's that uh TV, what's that movie that's fucking i don't know man like what when you get this is clear yeah yeah oh uh, like there's a movie where somebody fucking he died for 10 minutes and got brought back to life yeah and, yeah sorry not to cut off your train of thought that sounds interesting yeah, no it doesn't <laughs> it sounds fucking stupid no yeah yeah but i mean like it's literally like impossible for you as like a conscious person you know what i mean to like fully grasp and understand what it means to like be not conscious you know what i mean to lose that and to be you know like that you, you we just don't know you, you don't know and you have to like you know in some ways or not i guess not only come to terms with dying but also i think more importantly like have to come to grips and like uh, you know with your life and I think at that moment in time, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you do it right, <laughs> or not necessarily do it right, because there's obviously no right or right or wrong to do life. That's a stupid thing to say. But, like, if you live a fulfilling life and, you know, like, I think it could be something that could be come as a relief, you know? And if you, you know, once your physical body, your physical form is worn down to the point that, you know, death is the next logical thing and it, you go so willingly and in peace right but you know there's probably a lot of people probably the majority of people who get to that stage who you know probably have to live with deep-seated regret um you know over a lot of things like you probably can't help but to think and relive certain portions of your existence and and the finite nature of it like kind yeah. of becomes inevitable you know and like you probably you know, you made decisions without basically being in mind that you were going to go to that point, right? And, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously it's not something that you want to dwell on. Yeah. Or, um, you know, like, you can have an unhealthy obsession with it, but just, like, just being realized, like, it helps you maybe be in the present more, you know what I mean? Like, when you're with your friends or, um, you know, with somebody that, like, a family member that you love or something along those lines and to really appreciate the moments that you have with them. You know, because, yeah, it, it will all come to an end. Yeah. I, inevitably. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't. It's, it's human, the one thing. Yeah, the human condition, like, has a 100% fatality rate. You know? Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, when I start thinking about that, it gets me a little bit worried. Uh, just because I don't want to have a life full of regret or, like, fuck, you know, I didn't feel like I really had any purpose. With that being said, though... Um, Something I noticed personally, and this maybe this is me being judgmental, but something I noticed personally is lots of times you'll see, and maybe it's more, more so just on social media, you'll see people say, like, I only have one life, so fuck it. And, like, people just be very selfish yeah. and not, like, really give two shits about anybody else. 
And my personal belief is that's not right either. Yeah. And again, it's, it's almost like, the, what's right it's like the antithesis of like what to me, it's like it makes me focus more on the people I love and want to be more selfless and like, you know, give myself. OK. You know, like and I and that's just like, I mean, like, you know, go back. I think it was like, <laughs> you know, a really uh, it, it sounds glib. Uh, but it's like Keanu Reeves is like oh like maybe like Stephen Colbert asked Keanu Reeves like oh what do you think happens when we die and it's like oh the people who love us like miss us very dearly right you know what I mean so it's like you know all you can really want and and hope for you know is to have made an impression on somebody who's going to outlive you it's like well when they think of you what do they do do they you know like you give on, a shit you want they just want them to smile and have fond members of you and you know what I mean like I mean if you I don't know, like, if I think of, like, grandparents who, you know, have been there for me throughout my life, and, you know, like, I'll always have fond memories, and I'll, like, you know, maybe to a certain extent, you know, their essence, their, they live on through me, I don't know, like. No, I agree completely, that's what, that's what I hate, is when people spin what you were saying of you yes. only have one life, yeah. and be like, alright, well, it's about me then, and I'm gonna be selfish, and you know what, if you wanna live your life that way, fine, Yeah. but I'm sorry, and I would, I hope somebody who's listening has that belief and can challenge me on this. But my belief is that that's selfish. And I mean, like you said, it's when kinda, you when you pass on, yeah, it's very it's vapid, you know. But yeah, when when you pass on, let's say you you live a selfish life, who's gonna miss you? You were a fucking asshole to everybody because you were so focused on yourself. You probably burned a lot of bridges. Yeah, I mean, granted, you right. you wouldn't be here to know that. Well, <laughs> as my belief, you know, might no, be. Yeah, but. well, no, no, for sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like you like that just gets me pissed off you should like if anything i think it, it just like makes you appreciate life and like the people that you are connected with who are also going through that experience like they are experiencing life you know themselves but are also part of your you have a shared experience you know what i mean and then so like why not do what everything in your power the people that you love or you're connected to to like you know i don't know whatever you can do to relieve their burden that they're, you know, whatever burden that may be, the, just the general burden of life, right? You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Does I, that make sense? It does make sense. You also said uh, you want, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but um, you want to leave a good impression on people, right? Yeah, 100%. And, uh, not, not, but, like, not necessarily, like, to, for them to, like, I could see where that could be like construed of like as be like oh like maybe like overly self aware or like you know what I mean you are are focused on your like self image too much but but to genuinely like like to be selfless and to genuinely like if you can help somebody or like you you can just be kind you know like kindness is like a big part of that I think and to be um I don't know just a light to somebody no. yeah and i would say i think anybody it, i think it's like you can kind of for me i break it down like two things if it's somebody i don't know so well i'll be kind because i just want to be kind and like i don't really need them to like love me for it right it's yeah. just you know being kind but for me like my like close relationships my friends my family obviously i want to be be kind and and you know you know do something selflessly for them but the same regards those are the people i seek love from so at the same time although it's selfless it's yeah. also partially s selfish because 
I I crave the love yes. from my loved ones. So oh, like I need a, that. Well, there's also like a it's like enlightened self interest. You know what I mean? Almost like yeah. there's something along those lines. Help so yourself it, by helping others. Yeah, a hundred percent, and that's part of it too. You know what I mean? But like it's just, and again, it, it's really. You know when you when you talk about it in such general terms, like obviously they're in in different contexts and things like that. There are complications, but you know just like the idea of like that, um, <laughs> all we are, are just like you know, just evolved organisms on a, a little blue dot in the vast nothingness. <laughs> Not to get morbid, but it's just like, I don't know. It's like, you know, appreciate life and the miracle of what it is. And like, you know, I think that can be very informative and, you know, just something to come to terms with. Yeah. But also, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in that too. And if you can, you know, find peace in it, right. And understanding, you know, and like see yourself and, and life and humanity like in this kind of grand and my what i see it as is a general <laughs> this weird and kind of absurd saga of just like life on earth you know and like you know we're all evolved from single cell organisms in my mind and you know like see that's what i believe too and i think that's crazy yeah like that's even though it's been a long fucking journey at one point we were you know Yes, and yeah. now we're we're people that have complex interactions and feelings and thoughts. Yeah, and I think that's so incredible. But I think you know all of that, death and life, to me, what that and this is going to sound fucking cliche, but lots of cliches are true. It really drives home the importance of, you know, making sure the people that you care about know that you care about yeah them because for sure. Uh, just like I was saying, I want to feel loved by my loved ones. It's just mm-hmm. as important for me to show them that I love them as well. So I don't know why I needed to say that, but no, I, but I, I it's just I, kind of way to kind of summarize what we were saying. No, for sure. But like, I mean, that's like, you know, like I think a lot of, you know, like if you think of like human beings as like biological organisms, you know what I mean? I think that that general, I mean, it's hard to like look back and like human history and like even going back to that sense and like, you know, without recognizing you know, just like the general human bonds, you know, that you like the, the, the really strong emotional ties that you have for your family members or like your, your closest of kin, you know, like that I think is like the kind of the basis and the bedrock of like the success and like the fact that like human beings occupy every single like inch of this planet, you know, you know, for like, you know, oftentimes for the worse, you know, being overly <laughs> successful, you know what I mean? But like, you know, all of like human evolution and, you know, like as like complex beings, I think everything is made possible by like the ability to forge like those social bonds that are forged. You that, know? Yeah. And that, that's everything. You that's know? like the purpose. Of yeah. Life. You know, and yeah, obviously like in language, like language and like by extension technology, you know, Is like body extension technology, like body language. No. Actually? Well, I mean, I, I see like language as something that is like you know, as an evolve is like is like an evolutionary is like evolutionarily entangled like with those like really strong connections and yeah, the ability yeah, yeah. to like, you know, relay cl- complex emotions, com- like instruction whatever it may be through the use of language, right? You know, and like the like and to do so abstractly, you know, I mean to do so out like to talk about a different like a a, a past, a present and a future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can relay, like, you can relay information that happened previously, 
you can have, you know, you can talk about something that's going to happen in the now, the future, all the implications of that. Like, I think it's an extension of, like, that really, like, close emotional bond that you have. And then I see, like, those same bonds, that same, like, kind of, like, the language connection. I think, like, the development of technology is made possible by language to be able to, like, um, relate complex ideas you know what I mean, to preserve those, to have oral traditions, then, you know, writing, you know, the development of agriculture, you know, and everything else that transpired. Because of that, like, you know, it's, you know, you can, I mean, again, this is kind of an endless rabbit hole we're getting into, but, you know, like also very, you know, deeply interconnected as well, you know, and oh, yeah. you can make these connections across like pretty much all disciplines, you know, and we can sit here and talk about it for hours and you know it's it's something i find endlessly fascinating oh i would agree i think life death and all <laughs> of all of what we were yeah you know planning to talk about can be interweaved into one conversation that could last hours yeah no 100 so. percent. you know and um <laughs> it's cra- it's a crazy thing you know and it's like it's totally abstract and it's so like it's so hard for, you know, so for example, and I think that one thing that I take away and like when having these conversations and things like that, and it's something that I really enjoy and I actively pursue and maybe like, you know, people who may be less inclined to, you know, and it's really, and it's hard to when, especially like you, you know, when you go into adulthood and, you know, your work, your life, everything else that goes into that and like in the pressure of, you know, having to pay your bills, you know, um, everything else and whatever adult life goes into, you know what I mean? I think it's really difficult to take a step back and to, you know, think about things in the grandest possible terms, but, you know, but it's also, also worthwhile, you know, and it gives lens perspective, um, you know, and can be very informative to, you know, not only things that transpire like on a personal level in your own emotions and coming to grips with whatever that may be that you're dealing with, but also, you know, things that are happening in, in broader culture and broader society as well. You know, if you can really trace it back to those like root elements of just like the nature of humanity, you know, it's, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I completely agree. That's, <laughs> I, we need to get you on the pod with, uh, with Wes. Because you guys have conflicting beliefs on uh, the beginning of humanity. Oh, okay. So it'd be, it'd be fun. But that's, but that's the thing. Is that it'd be fun to explore that, not maliciously or aggressively, but out of curiosity and, uh, and wanting to know others' perspective, like you were saying. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like 100%. And hey, it's something I'm open to. And, you know, well, let's have the conversation. We'll have to have a part two eventually down the line. Um, but before, before we sign off, I always like to end it with a, uh, mental health tip of some sort called a Timbit. Okay. So if you have a mental health tip or anything that you do to achieve good mental health or to kind of step you back from that ledge, if you're having a bad day, uh, I would love to hear about it. Oh man, that's a, that's a loaded question. Yeah. I guess I just like maybe do some push ups or something. <laughs> if you can, you can give a loaded answer if you want. Yeah. No, I mean, Hey man, I'm, uh. Uh, and you know somebody maybe who's like you know listening to me get you know I I definitely struggle with um, you know just like even if it's something along the lines of just like you know having a hard time taking a step back from work or 
you know, if you're like on like a kind of a runaway train of like a, or, or a certain line of thought that becomes like a runaway train, you know, it's very difficult to, you know, step away from that. And it's something that I would say probably in like the, you know, even like the last few years of myself, it just like, um, and it's not always successful, but the, the ability to, you know, be conscious of the fact that maybe you're feeling anxious about something, the fact that you can, um, process or have an understanding of the way that your mind processes things or the way that it generally works. If you can have the, come to a certain self-realization, um, and be able to like have something as simple as like taking deep breaths, control your own heart rate, center yourself. I think that goes a long way. If there's if somebody, you know, and I think a lot of people experience that, but you know, that's just my one way of dealing with, um, I guess general anxiety and uh, <laughs> overwhelm the overwhelming nature of you know life in general. I guess. No, I think that makes sense, and I like it. it sounds a lot like uh, being mindful of the situation you're in, and then accepting it, and just moving moving past it. Yeah, generally, or just you know, for example, like you know, like I, one thing I struggle with personally is like you know insomnia. Um, I have like you know not really being able to turn my mind off for lack of a better term and but just to be like to even like rationalize with oneself to be like okay like by you know allowing your mental state to like inhibit sleep you know what i mean you're only going to like compound your own uh distress right so to be able to like be like think to yourself like take deep breaths to center yourself and to be like cognizant of the fact that like okay like staying up laying in bed pondering and considering these things is like only going to make the situation worse and you know the logical thing to do is try to like get into the state of mind by like you know whether it be breathing you know um using like maybe like different like meditation met like technique to you know back yourself down from that ledge like to borrow your language the way that you put that you know level yourself yeah exactly you know and like that to me has been like a, a game changer you know and a lot of it just like was breathing you know breathing's huge and i watched a ted talk on breathing and it's pretty interesting on it it's it's a fucking science but I appreciate yeah. the tip, and I think a lot of people can probably use that themselves if they don't already. Kevin, thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. It's, it's an been honor. very fun. I'm excited to eat some fucking pizza now. Yeah. Um, big time. If you're listening to this, you'd like to come on the podcast as a guest, please reach out to my Instagram at TIMM Podcast or send me an email or uh, just send me a text. Just somehow get a, get a hold of me. I'd love to have you on, stranger or not, older, young, anywhere in the middle. Um, also would really appreciate a like and review on Apple podcasts or anything where you get your, uh, your, your shit from, uh, and then one shameless plug, go check out, uh, um, the Crampton bros. That's right. Is it bros or brothers? It's bros, right? Brothers. Yeah. No, it's brothers. brothers. Oh, okay. I like the album where you guys are the, with the picture of you guys laying down on the cement <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good one i appreciate that and Thank the moose you. lounge next time you guys have live music i'm there and yep. you, you should too so go check them out spotify apple music itunes all that jazz uh until next week thanks guys